live from the Red Barn Studio in lovely Magnetic Springs. You are listening to One Bourbon, One Scotch, and Two Beards. My name is Daniel, and I'm joined, of course, by my good buddy, Ryan. Hey, everybody. And this is a Matter of Opinion podcast. Yes, sir. Today's episode, we will be discussing the... Uh, disgusting? Who's it's disgusting? 2023. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk nostalgia. Yeah, we're going to stalk... Okay, I'm done. Stalking? <laughs> Today's episode, we will be discussing the Sony PlayStation 1 some of our favorite games and memories with the system and whether or not it holds up after all these years. Good call. Um, it is 2023 and it's kind of crazy because it's the 11th day of the year, 12th day of the year, 12th day of the 12th year. day of the year. And this is our first episode. Yeah. But we're back on track. And um, I think why we've kind of pushed it back is because we've kind of went back to the drawing board just a little bit and we actually have a set schedule that we'll kind of talk about at the end of the show. Yeah, for sure. Um, I hope everybody had a happy new year. Unfortunately, ours ended on a sour note, but we'll get into that a little later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and start with our first beer of 2023. Before we do that, before we do that, I'm springing this on you live on the air. Oh shit. At the end of the episode, after our beer review for this year or before I haven't decided which we'll have our 2022 one bourbon, one scotch, two beards, beer awards. Beer awards. It'll be the 12 beers we tried from 2022. Okay. What the highest rated was to the lowest. Man, that's tough. I, you got them all written down, I, right? I went through and, yep. Oh, yeah, because I, I couldn't remember all that. Yep, we're good. Uh, but, our, okay, so let's go ahead and start with our beer here. Yes. And do you want to tell everyone what we have? We have. You picked up Reiningerst Terror Bird Imperial Indian Pale Ale. It's a mouthful. 8.5 alcohol by volume. 8 point, Jesus Christ, I thought it was 6.5. Brewed and canned in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, Correct. 2023 in your eyesight's just as bad as it was in 2022. And apparently my reading sucks, too. Let's see what we got here. For some reason, I was expecting a different color. I think because the can made me think that. Oh, yeah. Perfect. All right, John Taffer. You're over-serving. <laughs> that smells good. All right. Um, so... Since we're talking about PlayStation. Yeah. Um, I heard your trivia. One of your questions has, or actually both of your questions have to do with gaming. Yes, absolutely. And you know that I am a gamer. Yes, big gamer. So let's see what, how I do on this. All right. What was or is the number one grossing video game of PlayStation 1? Grand Turismo. Yes, sir. Was it really? Yep. Grand Turismo. It was, I had it between Grand Turismo and for some reason Metal Gear Solid, but I don't think Metal Gear Solid sold anywhere near as good as... It was like, I think, I didn't do all five for this one, but um, I know Final Fantasy was number two. Well, Final Fantasy seven, probably. And then Grand Turismo was number two was three. Man, I can't believe how well those games sold. 
I I had them. I, I had I did like too. the the, the dual deluxe pack. Like I I remember that. I didn't didn't like the second one have like two discs. Yeah, or it I, was like a dual pack. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. It was like that thick boy. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, what's your other one for me? Second trivia question: What is the highest grossing video game of all time? The highest grossing video game of all time. <clears throat> and I have the top five for you. It's tough. I can name off a couple, but it's tough because are we throwing in like like the free to play, like with the um, I know it's free, but like you can buy stuff for it, or like a game you literally had to buy. I think you had to buy this game. I'm gonna say Minecraft. It was Minecraft. Yeah, dude. Starting the year out starting good. Out, yeah, starting out hot. They sold 238 million copies. Or, you know, the revenue was 238 million. Number two, Grand Theft Auto Five. See, that was going to be my first guess, but I know people had, like, even though Grand Theft Auto Five sold really, really well, it didn't appeal so much to, like, your younger kids at, like, 10 and below. Yeah. Well, I mean, in all fairness, why would it? Like, they I'm weren't under, thinking about playing. I'm Minecraft, like, that game had, I know it's intentional, but that game had worse looks than games that I had growing up. Oh, I know. It looked like a, a bad mixture of the PS1 and the or original Nintendo. Yeah, And I know they one. did that intentionally. Like no, you said, no, they no. Did it okay, so to me, Minecraft looks like a mixture of a PlayStation 1 game. Okay. Okay. And I don't know if you know this game, but E.T. from the Atari. I think it's from oh, Atari. yes. The yeah. horrible ass yeah, game. That's terrible. Yes. That's the one that caused that video game crash in 83. Yeah. Which will be an episode we'll do. That'll be a I'm good episode. very excited for that. That's a good episode. Um, Number three. Oh, my God. You didn't say there was three? I did all top five. Oh. Of the video games. The, yeah. the okay. sales. See, I got excited. Number three. EA's version of Tetris. I don't. That blew my mind. Tetris, like the thing about Tetris is it's been around for a long time, and it's almost as uh, popular as it was back in the day. Like the new Tetris effect and stuff. Oh yeah, people love it, and I've seen it on VR, and I've watched like videos of it. I didn't even think about it. It looks really cool. I'm just not a Tetris guy. Uh, I, I had it for the play, Game Boy. I had it for the Game Boy, the original original Game Boy. Game Boy yeah. yeah. Well, it was actually my mom's, but I played it. Um, I had that in Asteroids. Yeah, Asteroids yeah, and Pac Man. I didn't have Pac Man. Number four was Wii Sports. Okay. And number five, PUBG. PUBG, really? Mm-hmm. See, I played PUBG quite a bit when it first came out. And that's kind of like what kicked off that Battle Royale phase where you have like the 100 players, like 95 to 100 players. Was that winner, winner, chicken dinner? Yeah. Yeah. That was my winner, winner, chicken dinner. The one that, now, not to take it away from people, but everyone got excited when they were playing on their phones and they got the winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. When all of them were basically bots. When you played it online, you were actually playing against people from different countries. And... I'd get close. I'd get like seventh or eighth or ninth, but you get real, real nervous because the map slowly closes in. Yeah, and you have nowhere to go. I always thought that was kind of cool. It is, but you get really nervous because you have nowhere to hide. You don't know where the other person is, and then they're right there. 
And I'm sitting there playing and playing and playing. And Megan played it. Some of her family played it with us. Like, we, we all had a good time. And I was just playing it one day. And she texted me. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, playing PUBG. She's like, how many are left? I said, two. And all of a sudden, I hear her just run up the stairs real quick. Because she's like, there, you're still alive. There's only two of you left. I'm like, yeah, I have no idea where this guy is. Because he's up on a hill. And I'm down below. And I have no idea where he is. But I, uh, short story short, like I... Long story short, but like, uh, I did some maneuvering stuff and managed to get the kill. Yeah. And had my winner winner chicken dinner and like we were jumping and screaming and I never played it after that. <laughs> I was satisfied with that. <laughs> I got my chicken dinner and I was satisfied. Like you have to earn those damn things. Was it a breast or a leg or thigh? I like, uh, was it crispy or grilled? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, oh, uh. I like crispy. No, I don't. I like, yeah, I like crispy. I like original. Crisp. Original I like crispy, recipe. Crispy, not crunchy. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Popeyes. Never um, had it. Oh, it's so good. Never had it. Um, so, I'm excited about this. Video games. It's something we haven't talked about yet. No, and it's something that I'm very passionate about, and I think you are too. Absolutely. Um. I do have some trivia, or not trivia, but facts for you here. Um, I got three, and all three of them had to do with the PlayStation 1. Perfect. Even though production of the console stopped in 2004, games for the system were available until 2006. That's pretty cool. Just think about that. We were, what, in middle school? Yeah, we would have been sixth grade. in high school? Nah, later. We graduated, oh yeah, we graduated in 2010. So it's probably eighth grade going into ninth grade? Yeah, probably. Or something like that. But they were still making PlayStation 1 games then. That's crazy. Even though you think back, like, that's so long ago, like, when we were there. Mm-hmm. But it still doesn't seem like the match up with PlayStation 1. No. And it's, like, as far ago. As far ago. Far ago. Um, Good movie. As long ago as it was when we that they were releasing those games in 2006. It was even longer than now than when we were playing them originally. Like, you're talking, like, what, 99, 2000, like. Okay. Um, the original PlayStation 1 disc had a black base, but there was no special value to feature the black base on the disc. It was just black. It was just, yeah. And I never understood that. And then the CD was one of the biggest advantages of the PlayStation 1. Um like it had over its competition mm-hmm. over like the cartridge and stuff while the content on a cartridge loaded faster than on a console. The CD gave developers a whopping 650 megabytes of space. That's crazy. 650 megabytes. That's crazy. There's pictures bigger than that. Um, um, it may not look like a lot, but back in the day, a game car- cartridge had roughly 12 to 15 megabytes of space. Despite this, Metal Gear Solid was a two-disc game. My probably my top five PlayStation One games. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that too. <clears throat> and it wasn't until I got a little bit older that I played it. I never played it when I was younger. It's a it's a complicated story, but it's good. Um, and I liked um, Under Siege, Tom Clancy Under Siege. Okay. Was that was that? I don't I don't know if I played that one or not. I think it was Tom Clancy under siege. 
I know Under that. Siege. Now that was a movie. Was that the Steven Seagal movie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Was it? Was it hold on, hold on, hold on. Was it? Was it Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Under yeah. Siege. My bad. Not. Um. Also, like to comment, like what you were saying with the um, megabytes, gigabytes. Um. What's crazy is like you had the memory card. Yeah, the memory and, card did not hold a lot. And it didn't hold, you had to buy, like, I think my dad, I think I still have, like, probably between PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2, I probably got somewhere between 8 or 9, maybe 10, 11, maybe 12 memory, memory cards. cards. Wow. And I'm like, I don't, you know, like, that's, to think about, like, that you had to have a memory card to, to play these. I mean, you could play the game without the memory card. You just couldn't save your game. You just couldn't save your game, and then so it was like you, you had to restart. Off, yeah, you had to start the whole game over. Nobody wants to do that. And I remember when I was a kid, like, when it first released, like, the um, memory card, I thought it was, like, something like a Game Shark. Remember the Game Shark thing, the mm-hmm. cartridge? That would give you, like, cheat codes and stuff for your yeah. game. Man, was I disappointed to find out all it did was save your game. Save it. But then now that I'm older, I realize how important that was. How valuable. So. All right. Now, before we completely get into the topic of PlayStation 1, let's talk a little bit about you having a birthday recently. Yeah. Just turned 31. 31 years old. Tuesday. It was a good day overall, I guess. I mean, Asher, Asher's not doing too good, so... A extra, you know, thought, prayer, whatever you do for Asher. Um, she's okay. She's going to be okay. It just she had a bout of uh, pancreatitis. And um, just trying to get her healthy and back on the road and try and figure it out what, what's causing it because she gets uh, these flare-ups every now and then. But poor pup. Yeah. Poor little pup. Yeah, no, like I really wanted to bring Watson over to play with her, but I know, I know she can't play right now. And, and she's just, got that stupid little yeah, thing on her mouth there, too. Yeah. Well, um, I hope you had a good birthday. I did. I did. I know we're going out Saturday. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Top golf and dinner. Yep. Did we ever decide what dinner is? Or you, I haven't decided you're picking, it? Yeah, I think so. I'm picking, motherfucker. What are you picking? Dep- you know, you might pick something that I like. Hey, do you like food? What kind? The edible kind? Oh, no, I'm vegan. Oh, yeah, I shit ain't food. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, The Buckeyes came up short. Yeah. And I don't want to dwell into this too much because you and I had a disagreement, but I think we were also both hurt in different ways. Yeah. On that game. It comes back to it. I mean, at the end of the day, like you said, we were both very disappointed. Um, both very disappointed in the way it, the outcome was, and we just got to move on from it. Unfortunately, man, did you see Nick Saban released Ugh. like his? Yeah, was at five. But did you see who had it number two? Mm-hmm. The only coach to have Alabama at number two. Mm-hmm. He's the. I mean, I won't say he's delusional, but he's delusional. You know, you know that saying. Like, they have a face only a mother could love. That's like the Alabama. Like, nobody else liked them enough to put them there, but their daddy put them there. Yeah. Because he felt bad for him. I, man. And then, like, the, the national championship game. Like, I honestly thought that it was, I, I kind of figured Georgia would win. I was rooting for TCU. 
I wanted them to win. Haven't won one since, what, 38, 1938. Um, they had the speed to compete with Georgia. They were just too small. Like, Georgia manhandled them up front. Like, those boys are so big up front that they just manhandled that speed. And that's what another thing that's disappointing about Ohio State losing is because, for the most part, Ohio State was the better team. Like, 100%. Yeah, every time my team loses a close game, even though they've kicked ass and they lose, I'm always like, well, I get pissed off. I, we lost to the better team. We lost to the better team. Mm-hmm. We finished. We lost to them. That was the first time I actually felt the better team lost. Yeah. The better team lost. And it's what I've been telling you. I think they're one of the four best teams in the country. I. Because you went into that game skeptical. I was. I was very yes. skeptical. Very, very skeptical. Um, unfortunately, the result is what I predicted, but I'm not happy about that. I know a lot of people thought we were going to get blown out. My prediction, I can go on record, and I have some. I have a couple people that know this. Um, Jen, my coworker, all that week we were talking, and then Friday before work, she's like, okay, I'm putting you on the spot. What's the score going to be? And I went out on the limb, and I said, Jen, I, I'm going to go Ohio State 28-17. to 17. That was my prediction, and who would have thought? Neither t- Two of the best t- defenses in the country this year didn't want to play defense. No. But we'll see what happens next year. I mean, I, I'm, hey, we got a, we got a lot to look forward to. We with do, these teams. we do. I mean, I, I really think, I think Ryan Day's going to get it figured out. I mean, Jim he's Knowles. Get, he's giving up play calling, isn't he? That's a rumor. I don't know if he will or not. We'll see. And I don't know. I haven't seen it. You may have since you probably follow a little bit more than I do. Offensive coordinator. Yeah, I haven't heard anything yet. You haven't heard nothing either? I haven't heard anything yet. You think it could be Brian Hartline? I don't know, man. Like, I think I, he's I, young I'm, enough. But he's, does he want to do it? Like, I, I, I don't know that he wants to call. You still have that effect on recruiting on receivers, though. I, I don't think it's a recruiting thing. I think it's a coaching thing. I think he is 100% dialed in to be the perfect wide receiver coach. He's got that down to a T. I don't know that he wants to bite off being an offensive coordinator. And I, I can't say that I, I blame him because he's the second highest paid wide receiver coach in the country. Who's paid more? Somebody just signed somebody to a team, and I forget who it was because I heard that the other day. I, I should have wrote that down. Because I think it knocked him out of being the highest paid wide receiver coach in the country. Oh, that ain't right. He needs to be the highest paid. I, I agree. Like, And see, okay, so going back before Brian Hartline, Zach Smith was wide receiver coach. And he was a phenomenal wide receiver coach. He was a phenomenal recruiter. Right. Those two guys didn't get enough credit for what Ohio State has done at wide receiver for the past Fucking 10 years. All right, so let's switch our focus to the NFL. Sure. Um, I, I'm i very excited that my Bengals made it to the playoffs. Go Jags. Um, I think Cincinnati's in a good place right now. 100% agree. But I am not lying. I am not excited about playing the Ravens back-to-back. I'm not. Hey, you know what I would do? Although I heard Lamar Jackson's not playing. But Tyler Tyler Huntley, her, her, yeah. whatever the fuck his name is. Todd Huntley. Yeah, Todd. Todd. Um, you know what I would do as a Bengals fan? What? 
If I was you, Sunday I'd drive down to Cincinnati. Hey, I took a vacation day in on Monday, so Good. I'm free. <laughs> Good. So drive down to Cincinnati, go down to the stadium, and get a quarter. And give it to the referee and tell him to flip it heads or tails. <laughs> Man, that's some horse shit. You know <laughs> that it? was messed up. That man. is, dude, it messed up. You know what it is? Like me and Megan was talking about this. What we think it was is that was the NFL punishing Cincinnati for what happened on Monday Night Football. And you're thinking, well, the Bills and Cincinnati both agreed to it. Well, think about it this way: Buffalo didn't have to go back out there. Although they, I think they were thinking about warming up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they told Cincinnati to warm up, so that's why Joe Burrow was warming up. But Cincinnati could have insisted that this game kept playing, and it would have been a forfeit by Buffalo, which would have mm-hmm. given us the win. Cincinnati went against the NFL, yeah, and said, "All right, no, we're doing, we're we're calling this game." Anybody, anybody that doesn't think that the Cincinnati org- whole entire organization, medical sa- staff from Cincinnati's uh, side to um, all the personnel in the stadium, even like right down to the ushers getting people in and out. Um, anybody that thinks the Cincinnati mishandled or mismanaged that situation, get out of here. They they were phenomenal. They went above and beyond. Not only that, man, there were people, a small amount, blaming T. Higgins. Yeah. For the... I'm like, how fucking ignorant can you get? How blind are you? Was it what's his name? Bart Scott? Yeah. What a piece of shit he is, nah, dude. He sucks, man. He's a joke. But I'm very glad we we made it. We got the like I said, the Ravens in Cincinnati. Um I know that if we do beat the Ravens, most likely we'll be playing the Bills in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. But it's nothing new to Cincinnati. That'd be a good game. <sighs> yeah. Tough game. Um, they can do it. So that's enough about my team. Let's talk about the Green Bay Packers. Do we have to? <laughs> well, it's your team. You got to talk about no, it. Um, we got hot at the end of the year. Everything looked like it was pointing in that direction to be like going a miracle run. Um, this is hard for me. This is the first time I've really like talked about it. Other than Amber, like I, I sit down and we talk about shit. Um, they came out so flat on Sunday Night Football, and it was disheartening, man. Like there was, there was not that swagger that had been there for the past like four games. Like even when they lost to the Bills, they had like this swagger about them that they came there to play aggressive football and let Buffalo know that they were that team, like that they could hang with the Bills, and they did a good job of staying in that game. And then they went on this tear here at the end of the year where they beat Miami and they beat uh, Minnesota, wiped the floor with fucking Minnesota. Um, Chicago, they beat Chicago twice this year. I mean, didn't, that's nothing new. Um, didn't um, they beat the Cowboys? They beat the Cowboys. Um, just <laughs> setting up for a miracle run in the playoffs. Because that team gets in the playoffs hot like they've been. It's like... <laughs> They're gonna play the Niners, which that's a that's a that's like Buffalo. That's kind of a, a scary game for Green Bay. Like they just don't have a great history playing in San Francisco. No, they they really don't. I but mean, I think if there was gonna be a team that could maybe go in there and just have a little bit of magic against them, it might have been this team. Um, 
But here's my thing. I'm afraid that Aaron Rodgers, as much as I've defended him and I love him and think he's a great quarterback and he's been a staple of the Green Bay Packers, I'm just worried that his heart isn't in football anymore. Do you think it's his heart's not in football anymore or do you think it's not in Green Bay anymore? I just don't know that it's in football. Okay. I just I think that he wants to take time away from like and I'm not saying take time and come back, but I just think he's I think he's done. Like I just I, I think he got his big money. He got his, you know, which sucks because he doesn't come back next year to Green Bay, they lose 53 mil. Which is a hit. Like that's hard. But if he's not there mentally or physically or whatever it may be, whatever his feelings are, and he's done, I hope he has a great retirement, and I hope, you know, he finds something to do that he loves because, you know, he deserves it, and he's put in a lot of good time in Green Bay and a lot of great memories. He won us a Super Bowl. and That's what I was thinking. He, he's, he's, a, he's a great quarterback, man. He's got you your Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Although it can't, it's hard to believe it's been 13 years ago. Right. He's got your Super Bowl. He's going to go down as a top 10. He's got your MVPs. Yeah. Um, He'll go down as one of the top 10 quarterbacks of all time. Something is off with him. I I put a little bit more. 50. Amber's dad will say it's because he's got a girlfriend. He's got pussy on his brain. <laughs> I would I would put it at a 50-50. Um, like, I don't know if his heart's in it or I just don't know if he wants to stay in Green Bay or not. Which is very surprising, but you, so, know, you know how some of my frustration with Green Bay is. Yeah. With, you know, the weapons they give him and, and whatnot. 100%. You know, because I've mentioned that several Christian times Christian Watson before. started the year off terrible, and then he won me over by the end of the year. I was not happy with him. You know but what the you, kid showed resilience. He showed that he could be a really good wide receiver in the NFL. Do you know what you guys need? A Trenton Irwin. Oh, Adam Cole. Adam Cole, he baby. He just returned to AEW last night. That's what you need, though. A Trenton Irwin. He had to get back before the playoffs. So, it's funny because Trenton Irwin, like, he filled in for, I think, T. Higgins. I'm like, if they fucking get rid of him, I'm rioting, man. I love that dude. He is good. Yeah, he is. He's underrated. Um, But, man, does he look like Adam Cole. Yes, he does. <laughs> I felt bad for you because I fell asleep before that game ended. Mm-hmm. And I woke well, up. Quay I, Walker. Ugh. Well, I, I woke up and looked at my phone because I was still on the screen from the game. Mm-hmm. And it didn't completely update. So I thought, okay, Green Bay won. They're in the playoffs. Then it updated to final. I'm like, oh. <sighs> Just, yeah, man. Like, it was sad. It was It was a rough... Rough ending to the year there. But, again, like, I don't know. Here, okay, so here's my thing. Let me, kind of a devil's advocate. Rodgers doesn't retire and he wants to play somewhere else. What do you get for Aaron Rodgers? I think you get the house. Like, you get everything that team has. I mean, what do you mean, like? Like, a, kind of like a Deshaun Watson deal. Like, they. Oh, dude. Um, or do you think they deserve more? For Aaron, I mean, especially if they trade him to a team that's a, a perennial contender. So you're saying, like, if they trade him, the other team should, what they're giving them, right? Mm-hmm. What, oh, um, 
Okay, first of all, let's talk about what team he'd go to. Obviously, the Broncos have been thrown up. Bronco. Well, I mean, I don't want Russell Wilson. I mean, why not? Yeah, you know. See, I mean, I get Sierra too, so I guess that's kind of a. Um, I've heard. No, I haven't heard, but I'm thinking maybe the Colts. I've heard the Colts. I've heard the the. I so I read something the other day that was kind of interesting. Um, I've heard the Colts. I've heard um, New York Jets. I've heard the Tennessee. I about said Nashville Titans. Uh, Tennessee Titans. I I think. Of all the teams that you mentioned, I think the Jets is a pretty good option. He's following Brett Favre's footsteps. Yeah, well, yeah. But I think the Jets might be a pretty good option. You, you always, imagine him throwing to Garrett Wilson? That's what I wanted to fuck in Green Bay. I think that's what really hurt the Jets is they, they lacked that strong quarterback leadership. Mm-hmm. And obviously, what's his face? What's his name? Joe Flacco? No, the... Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, yeah. He's not the answer. And Tom White or whatever his name is. I'd keep him. Yeah. I'd keep him as a good backup. So the thing that I was going to tell you a minute ago was, I've seen this thing that proposed that if Green Bay, if Aaron Rodgers retires, that Green Bay trades up in the draft for C.J. Stroud. And that's there's nothing wrong with that. But if you know Aaron Rodgers isn't going to retire, let's face the truth here. And I know this is not easy. You're probably not going to win another Super Bowl with him. Is he capable of doing it? Yes. But is he going to? Probably not. I would trade him right now and get some value out of him. Because you still have a team that you're just missing a couple small pieces. Yeah. Just a couple small pieces. Yeah. Who knows? If you'd have picked up, what, Geno Smith? You'd have been happy. I love Geno Smith. I know, but you'd have been happy right now. Mm-hmm. Like, if, say, Aaron Rodgers went somewhere and you picked up Geno Smith, you'd be happy because he's a West Virginia guy, but you'd also been like, yeah, but he's not that. He's not the guy. He proved this year he he's is the, guy, the yeah. guy. I've said forever that he's the guy. So, I think he's got value. I'd trade him. Yeah. I, I mean,. I don't want to, I don't, but... I don't think you're going to get a whole lot of Packers fans pissed off about it, though. They're going to be bummed yeah. because they have some attachment to him. Sure. Like but I me. don't think they're like going to like burn the house down because of that, especially if you can get some good value out of him, because it's obvious that Green Bay still has a team. Okay. I say this is the proposed deal. Green Bay... You're not getting Joe Burrow. We're trading Aaron Rodgers for Joe Burrow and your first-round pick. Not a chance, dude. Okay, okay. We'll take your first two first-round picks for the next three years. But we have our quarterback. Was Aaron Rodgers going to be a backup? You didn't catch that. I said your first two-round picks for the next three years. Oh. oh. And we'll take Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's off. And then the I'll trade table. you a peanut butter sandwich for another bar. I'm not falling for that shit. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, uh, Richie Cunningham. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but uh, um, Joe Burrow is one of those few. It's one franchise of those, quarterback. One of the five, like four or five quarterbacks, I would say, are untradeable right now. Yeah, it's him. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's Josh Allen. Herbert. It's Herbert. Yeah, and I think there was one more I was thinking about that I would not trade. 
Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I wouldn't trade him either. I think he's hitting his stride, dude. He's finding it. And I'm not mad about it. I'm not really. I'm not either. a big fan of him, but I'm, Here's liking, the thing. I'm liking the Jags in the playoffs. Couldn't, couldn't stand him in college. No. But I don't mind him in the pro. I don't I, either. I like him with the Jags. I like it. I like I like the Jags. Like Honestly, I'd be perfectly. I don't know if it lines up this way because I haven't really looked at it. I'd be okay with an AFC championship of the Jags and the Bengals. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that'd see. be fun. No, that that could line up. I think. Okay. Because you got Buffalo versus Miami, and Cincinnati versus Baltimore. Whoever wins that plays each other, and then this AFC championship. So obviously the Jaguars. So the Jaguars have to get past who they play. Not Tennessee. I'm sorry. Um, they play Chargers. Chargers. Yes. But it's in Jacksonville. Hey. We'll get into it. Um, we got our uh, super show coming up. Football super show yeah. coming up. Let's let's let's. Uh, we can talk about football all damn day. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and get into our topic. But before that, I think we should take a break. Yes. And we will be back in a few minutes to talk about the PlayStation One. And we're back. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and get into the PlayStation One, and let's talk a little bit about it. Um, the PlayStation, the Sony PlayStation console, um, was released in 1994, obviously by Sony, and is one of a new generation of 32-bit consoles. It signaled Sony's rise to power in the video game world. Also known as the PlayStation 1, the PlayStation used compact disc, also known as CDs, um, oh, yeah, man. Just pop your CD in there. Yeah, exactly. Listen to music. Yeah, you could listen to music. You could. It kind of um, ushered the video game industry um, away from cartridges. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that was like, you still had the Saturn at the time, but who the fuck remembers the Saturn? Um, I was more of a Jupiter guy. Uranus. Uranus. <laughs> After a failed venture with Nintendo to release the PlayStation as the Super Nintendo Entertainment System CD in the early 1990s. That's crazy. Yeah. I even seen like some of the concept like showed like what it looked like. Mm-hmm. Sony made the decision to market its own console. The PlayStation was released in Japan in December 1994 and it made its American debut in September of 1995. Both releases um, elicited critical acclaim and impressive sales. Titles such as Twisted Metal and Ridge Racer were very popular. By 2005, the PlayStation had become the first console ever to ship 100 million units. Crazy. PlayStation's premier games include fan favorites such as Final Fantasy VII, Crash Bandicoot, and Tekken, all of which spawned numerous sequels. So what I did, I went through and I, I figured you were going to give us the history and stuff like that. So, And I've, I know you have some games that you want to talk about and stuff like that. And some memories. I went through and and I did like my top. I think I got six of them here. Games that like I can remember playing as a kid. Like off the top of my head. And what like I remember what I remember about the game. Okay. Off the top of my head. And what got me into video games. Because the first like the first like real system that I can remember playing was between the Sega Genesis the PlayStation 1, the N64, and the original Nintendo. 
Okay. Like those were those were the ones we grew up on. And that surprised me that you say the Nintendo, not the Super Nintendo. Right. I n- I never really played the Super Nintendo. That was I my first had, home console. I had the my grandma had the original Nintendo. Um, the the any is it the NES? Mm-hmm. Is that yeah? Um, and I just I remember like wanting to stay home from school so that I could play Mario and Duck Hunt and because she had the she had the Mario. And then she had the Mario slash Duck Hunt game for yep. NES. You had the little gun, the little red, the orange light, gun. The, yeah, because yeah. I think, I don't know if all of them did, but I know Nintendo came packaged with that. Yeah. So. But, so what I did was I just put down some games that, like, were the reason I loved PlayStation 1. Like, that was kind of my love for video games when I was a kid. Okay. And the first one that I had on there was Crash Bandicoot. Had Dr. Cortex and then like the ability to like spin through shit at a high speed. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool, I always thought. And then like Ooga Baga. Yeah, the the, <laughs> the tri it was like tribal themed. Like, yeah, like, like that was the, the witch doctor. Yeah. I had yeah. a keychain with him on it. Oh really? Yeah, when I bought the uh Crash Bandicoot Insane trilogy, the remakes of all the oh, first three yeah. games. Um, I got it from GameStop and they gave me the keychain. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was like an African mask, right? That like, it's like a like an African witch doctor mask. Yeah, there's like a bad guy version of it too. Okay, so my favorite thing about Crash Bandicoot was: Do you remember like you rode like the wild steer, or the boar, or whatever it was? That and the, there's like a pig. Yeah, it, the, the yeah the pig. You rode it through and it like bursts with speed like real yep. quick. And you have to try and control it. He did it with a polar bear too. Yeah. It's fucking. I, I just love that. I just remember like in the beginning of that episode, like Crash would look back and like smile and like like point his fingers back, like yeah. here we go, yeah. and then jumps on there. And you just go crazy with it, yeah, yeah. But that was one of the first two games that I ever owned for my PlayStation One. My me, parents got me a PlayStation One when I was a kid. Me and my cousins were you remember Robert Matt? Mm-hmm. Um, very big in the Crash Bandicoot. Love um, Crash. Absolutely love Crash. Like, uh, I got the Insane Trilogy, like I told you, but I only ever finished the first one on the Insane Trilogy because they're kind of hard, dude. They are hard They games. are hard-ass games. I don't know that I ever beat it. Like, I remember when I finally got through the first one, I'm thinking, like, when you fight Cortex at the end on top of, like, a blimp. Mm-hmm. Like, when I did, I'm like, I don't know how the fuck I just did that because that was hard. That's another thing that people don't understand. Like, video games were harder back then. I would agree. They were less forgiving. You had more. You there was, there was less buttons to hit, but there was more to do. Well, you also had the fact that a lot of the, the games back then, dealt with lives. Like you had like five lives to get through this, or the game's over. Yes. Um, you didn't have the regenerative health. And shit like that. Right. You didn't really have the cover system where you could hide behind a wall and start shooting and stuff like that. I mean, it's just, it was tougher back then. A hundred percent. Okay. Since you named one, I'll go ahead and name one. Okay. Uh, A PlayStation game that has meant the world to me and Mm -hmm. that I wish to God they would remake it or make me another sequel. I am a diehard fan of Dino Crisis. Really? I am a diehard fan. 
I remember that game, yeah. Di- uh, Dino Crisis. I like Dino Crisis 2. And Dino Thri- Crisis 3 is the one when I went to space. Space. I, I have it for the original Xbox. Really? Yeah, I paid like $60 for it. Like last, like two years ago. And that game came out in like 2002. Like it's collect Crazy. But Dino Crisis, man. I can just remember going to my dad's house, playing it when he first came to the Raptor. And, like, he played, like, three or four times, and the Raptor kept killing him. Killing him. And he said, fuck this game. Like, you know, whatever. And walks off. And I kept playing with it and playing with it and playing with it. And I killed the Raptor. Mm-hmm. I told my dad, I'm like, hey, I killed the Raptor. I killed the Raptor. No, you really did. You really did. He came here and looked, and he's like, oh, that's so awesome. Opens the gate. There's another Raptor. Boom, dead. <laughs> so the, the, the thing about that game was it wasn't about – Gunning everything down. It was conserving ammo and realizing when you had when to you had to use it. So, yes, Dino Crisis. Fucking love that game. Good shit, man. I hadn't thought about Dino Crisis in forever. I have I have one and two on the PlayStation, like the digital copies. Of oh them yeah, on the PlayStation Three. Oh, is that on? Is that on PlayStation Store? It is on. If you go onto the PlayStation Three, because the PlayStation Three still sells some PlayStation Two and PlayStation One games. Mm. You can get that. Like, I'm going to, like, we just watched Emperor's New Groove the other day. My favorite uh, animated film of all time. Just saying. I think about going on there and buying the Emperor's New Groove game for PlayStation 1 because I fucking loved it. Mm. But uh, if you ever have that itch to go back and play PlayStation 1 games and you can't find them out in the wild, like, some of them are on the digital store. Not all of them, obviously. But, like, Dino Crisis and Metal Gear Solid and Twisted Metal is on there. The problem is, like, a lot of these games have become collectible, so they're kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. All right, give me, give me, let's each give one more game that really meant a lot to us before we continue our little backstory on PlayStation. So the next one I, I'm going to talk about that it would be the second game that I own that I can remember. I'm sure I had a ton of games because I I remember having, like, a little collection of games. But the the one that sticks out to me, like, the first two games that I can remember ever having, for, and I think it came with my PlayStation. Um, and I just thought of something I want to talk to you about that just popped in my head as I'm, I'm thinking about this because I can remember playing PlayStation. Okay. So anyways, the next game I'm going to talk about Spyro. Spyro the dragon. Spyro the dragon. And it, I can remember it being pretty challenging as well as a kid, like going back to like the crash bandicoot thing. I think it was a little bit easier in crash. It was, it was definitely a little bit easier but it was still kind of challenging. Like you just had to do everything the right way. I remember right. that. And I remember it could be kind of frustrating at times if you didn't. Like you felt like you were not getting far enough in the game, but you really were. Um, and I remember it being like a rough 3D imaging. Like it had that like, you know, original like kind of 3D imaging on it. Yep. And it was a little like it just rough. But But at the time, like now looking back at it, those were the best graphics of video games you ever seen. It's it's crazy to think about that. A hundred percent. And then like uh, he had like Durango the the Firefly or whatever. I cannot remember the name of that Firefly. Or maybe it wasn't Durango. But I know the Firefly was. Oh, it was Sparks. A, it's a dragonfly. Sparks, not a Firefly. Dragonfly. I read my sparks. notes wrong. Okay. I'm sorry, my notes were wrong. It says Sparks the Durango fly. Oh. Yeah, see, he was, auto yeah. autocorrected me. Again. Yeah, he wasn't a uh, fucking autocorrect. He was definitely a dragonfly. 
and he he was like your health gauge. Mm-hmm. Green was good, yellow was your hurt, and red was like you're almost dead. And then I could I or just blue. remember like ramming your head into shit like mm-hmm. and the and the flame you had. Yeah, the flame. See, I I loved Spyro as well. Um, again, that first three games got re released. Yes. Made yeah the reignited trilogy. Mm-hmm. I again pre-ordered that from GameStop and picked it up, and they gave me a Spyro the Key Dragon Keychain. That's cool. Um, I still have them in their packaging because I don't want to take them out because I sure. love them, but I just don't want to lose them. Don't want to lose them, and I mean, collect, quote unquote, collectible. You, you never know. Yeah, um, Spyro the Dragon, Spyro Two, Reptos Rage. Yeah, and I think Spyro Three, Year of the Dragon, Year of the Dragon, or something like that. There's actually a couple other Spyro games that, like, I've seen in a game store that I've never played, but it kind of looked like they were, like, made by, like, some guy off the street that got a computer. Like, it looked weird, man. <laughs> so I've only... Please go buy those. <laughs> I think I've played four different Spyro, Spyro games. I think there was one that was released for, like, the PlayStation 2 or Xbox or something, and then the th- original three. Okay. And uh, Spyro is a lot of fun. Spyro, like, Crash... And this is weird, but the sounds of that game mm-hmm. take yeah. me back. Absolutely. Memories. And it's it's a comforting feeling. So Nostalgia. What What's crazy is, as I was sitting here talk, getting ready to talk about Spyro, and as I'm talking about Spyro, I literally just took myself back to being a kid. And do you remember, okay, I'm going to shoot this one at you. Do you remember when Pizza Hut would give you the gaming? Um, you son of a motherfucker. I had it in my... Fr- they would give like the little uh, with the, demos. With the demo disc with yes, the large the pizza. Dem- yes. Fuck, that's what I was bringing up. And like, I, I don't know I'm if literally, was- I'm literally talking about Spyro. And I remember the second, t- the, the second Spyro. I remember getting that on a demo disc and playing the shit. Out- they had Tony Hawk or Matt Hoffman's Pro BMX. And they had... Like a couple other games that like a couple of them were good and a couple of them weren't, but I can remember like eating pizza and playing those games and like uh, drinking soda pop on like a Friday night and with my dad, like my dad, like playing games with me. And um, I just, when I was talking about Spyro, that brought me back to like sitting in my living room playing that demo disc. Like that means the world to me because that was the thing. I didn't know if you remember or not. Yes. Because it was like nineteen ninety eight, and it literally just popped in my head as I was talking about Spyro. It's crazy how that it's because crazy me- how your brain works with shit like that. Megan sent me a link today that Pizza Hut's bringing back for a limited time the Big New Yorker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what you got the demo disc with that or a large pizza. But I know the Big New Yorker was in the late nineties, like mm-hmm. ninety eight, ninety nine. The demo disc. Is is the demo disc with uh, the Pizza Hut is literally one of my ultimate core memories. Yes, and it means the world to me. And I just remember playing the demo disc because, and I'm getting ready to mention a game that was on one of the demo discs that, man, is just an amazing game. This game. I bet if I sit here and thought about it long enough, I could probably get it. Let me give you a couple hints here. This game was remade for the PS4, I think, in, like, 2019. It came out in, like, October 2019. It did have a sequel. It has never left the PlayStation 1 until it got remade for PlayStation 4. Um, it's a character that I'm very fond of, and they just recently released a pop figure for him at GameStop, like, last year. 
I love him so much, I pre-ordered that pop figure so I could get him. His One, name, his first name was the same as mine. Oh, it's on my list, bro. Who is it? Medieval. Medieval. Yes, yes. dude. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Sir like, Daniel Fortescue. Yes. yes. Um, what's crazy is that was the next game, dude, that I had on my list because you know whose <laughs> game that was? That was my dad's game. It's an amazing game. That bro. was my dad's game. We loved that game. He so his two big like PlayStation One games were definitely missed. I don't know okay. if you remember that. I remember missed. It was yeah. a very critical thinking game, and that's yeah. why he liked it. It, my dad it wasn't liked. a game for you and I. Though. No, 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 no. We I had I, I, I have like no watch, experience with it. I liked watching him play it, but I was bored out of my mind if I played it. Right. Um. And then Medieval was his other game for PlayStation 1. Hell yeah, dude. We played this shit out of it. And they based the character off of uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't know if you know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Jack the Skellington. I can see Jack, it, though. Jack the Skellington. Um, yeah. Sir Sir, dude. Da- Sir Daniel Fortescue is a character that fucking deserves a comeback. I didn't know he had a pop, uh, a Funko pop. Yes, I bought. I gotta the fun- get that. Uh, it, it, he probably can get it, but all I know is I was so excited. <sighs> that makes me so happy. When I get home, I'll send you a picture of do it. Do it. Do it. I pre I'm like, I told Meg, I'm like, I have to have this pop, a Funko pop. This means so much to me. This game is so important to me. And like they they released a sequel like two, and I didn't play that one as much as the first one. I remember playing that one too. But I played through the remake. Just showing you my show notes right there. Medieval. I I uh, played through the remake. I don't know if you've touched it at all. No, I haven't. Dude, I, I want okay, to. Okay, listen. You could probably get it for 10 to $20 right now. They updated all the graphics on it. It looks amazing. Really? If you want to just like sit back on like a Friday night and you're just wanting to feel pretty good and mm-hmm. just go back, drink a couple beers... That's the game to play, dude. Yeah. I, I had such a blast going back in time playing that game. Yeah, I but, mean, I'm just sitting here like I'm thinking, whoosh, 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 that sword. And then like, this, you know how like if you didn't have your weapon, like like before you got your sword, you could rip your arm off and arm. use your yeah, arm. Yeah, yeah. yep. The, the thing that was tough about it is the shields. The shields were like perfect, but they did not last very long. Right. Like, they blocked so much damage, but, man, they did not last long. This makes me so happy. He had the bow and arrow. He had the, the was it a bow and arrow? I think it was a crossbow. 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 It was a crossbow. He had the, the club, mm-hmm. the hammer. Because yep. what he would Close do. Close range. Because what he would do is you had to, like, kill every enemy in a level, and then you would get the chalice. And if you feel right, if yeah. you filled the chalice up, you get to go to the I think it was called the Hall of the Heroes, mm-hmm. and you would go there. And like everyone, pretty much thinks that Sir Daniel Fortescue is a joke because really he's like known as this hero, but really he actually was the first one to die. Yeah, and this is his chance for redemption. And so he goes to each statue when he collects so many souls or so many chalices, and each one is kind of like forgiving and they'll give him his weapon, their, their weapon that they're famous for. And he like, when you beat the game, he earned his spot there. Just what a great concept for a game. It's a, fa- a medieval, like, um, Gothic architecture, Gothic, yeah. Gothic altogether. Like Castles and yeah. Fantastic. And then like the first main boss, I'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. Is one of the coolest looking bosses I've ever seen. 
the stained the glass sta- demon. Yes. Dude. Yeah. So cool. I cannot. I could talk about medieval all day. Like that. That's one of my favorite games of all time. That was so. Like I said again, to go back, that was my dad. Like he was right up there as one of his favorite games. He absolutely loved that game. And when we go, <coughs> because. So just a little bit of a, a spoiler alert for people that are listening to this. Um, we're going to do, we're going to hit like all the major consoles. We're going to uh, make a series out of this. When we come to PlayStation 2, like I can only think of, so between like Mist, Medieval, and a game that's going to be on PlayStation 2 were my dad's like ultimate games. And uh, the other one would have been on PlayStation 2, the Medal of Honors. Yep, I actually I love have, the Medal of Honor's too. I actually have Medal of Honor one and two for the PlayStation one. I do too. Yeah, so, is Medal of Honor Underground or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, so you, I mentioned that, and you mentioned your second game. What was it? We had spot. We've had. Um, oh, so you had Crash and Spyro. I had Crash Spyro. Dino and, Crisis Medieval. Yep. All right, so let's get a little bit back into the history here. Yeah. Let's see where I let off at. Okay. The Sony PlayStation 1. Its sales exceeded even the greatest of expectations. With queues of players lining up outside stores and retailers running out of stock on a daily basis. Its subsequent release in Europe and Australia only served to enhance its success. Shattering the competition and ensuring that Sony would now be one of the key players in the video game industry. It's worth pointing out that the PlayStation outsold its main competitor, the Sega Saturn... By more than three to one within the first year of its launch. One of the main reasons behind the PlayStation's commercial success was its great marketing campaign and a price point that was $100 less than the Sega Saturn at the time. Crazy. Sony also owed so much credit to its strong library of launch titles. And here's my thing, like, though when video games come out now, I don't think their launch titles are strong. Mm-mm. Like, Xbox didn't have a launch. The, the Series X didn't have a launch title that was serious for me. PlayStation did have Demon Souls and Astro's Playroom that came with the PlayStation, right? So those were okay. Um, I the, think I think it just feels like you get a little more added value with your. Your system. Yeah, you want something that, like, when you buy a game, you have that one, like, you buy a system, you have that one game that everyone's talking about. Like, Mm -hmm. when, I don't want to get into this because we're going to do an episode for the 64, but, like, Super Mario 64 for the 64. 100%. That's a lot of That was the game. (laughs) That was the game. 69? No. No. My, I had a Nintendo 69. Where did you get that? Yeah, you, you, you might like want to, to return know. it. You might want to sanitize and return that. Yeah. Go to www.pornhub.com. So the launch titles, like some of the games were like Ridge Racer, which I was not a fan of. I think I maybe played like the first one, but I was not a fan of it. I don't it. know that I remember that. Yeah. Uh, Wipeout, again, not a Wipe fan out, of it. Yeah. And Tekken. I did like Tekken. I didn't mind Tekken. Um, I've always been a Mortal Kombat fan since I was a kid. To this day, I fucking love Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat, um, Street Fighter, and then Tekken. 
I think I would do Mortal Kombat, Tekken, then Street Fighter. Really? Yeah. I like Street Fighter. And then I can't... But I like Street Fighter on Sega uh, Genesis. Then, like, two other, like, fighting games that I really were, are fond of is um, Virtua Fighter and mm. Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive, But yeah. then you can also go, like, way, way back and, like, Killer Instinct and Clay Fighter and shit like that. I I, I think, though, sitting here, we, again, agree Mortal Kombat, number one. I fucking suck at that game. Like, anybody can beat me at it. But I fucking love, love it. it. Like, if you play, like, Mortal Kombat X and Mortal Kombat 11, mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat 11 probably had, it's probably one of the most beautiful games I've ever played. Mm-hmm. Like, the storytelling, sure. in it, like, it's just Mortal Kombat's story and, like, world and universe is, like, so fucking good. Yeah. Um, after a while, more and more third-party developers would turn their backs on the Nintendo and Sega and move towards Sony. This move made sense both because of the popularity of this new machine and also its technical capabilities, with the greater storage capacity and the CD-ROM giving them more options for the creation of their games. Which makes sense. Yeah, I mean... If you have this grand idea for a a game, you don't want to have to be restricted by not just the hardware itself, but, like, the games that go with the hardware. Uh, Excuse me, 100%. And... We'd live in a world uh, bigger and better. Like, that was the newest thing. Like, everybody wanted the, the CD cartridge. Like, they didn't want to put, they didn't want to go and blow in a, uh, a game cartridge anymore and hope that it worked. Like, that it wasn't blurry on your TV. Or that would actually load. Right. And this thing was, it was loading. It wasn't, you blow on it, you turn it on, you play until it freezes. Like, it was just, it was different. It was a step up. See, it was also kind of tough, though. Like, cartridges back then, like the 64, the Super Nintendo, you could dropkick those damn things, and they would still play. Blow very them true. off, and you still true. play them. When the PlayStation came out, we were young, and we were very careless. Yeah. So I remember scratching a lot of scratching my Scratching the up. shit out of them. And, like, the Sony, like, the, like the PlayStation lens wasn't strong enough to be able to read through those scratches. scratches. Yeah. So some of your games got fucked up. Exactly. Um it was around this time that they had the trading zone in Marysville. Mm-hmm. You and I both know it very well. Um and that kind of reminds me of like you and I okay you were born in Delaware, I was born in Marysville. Mm-hmm. But we for the most part always used to go to Marysville. Yeah. And it makes me kind of happy thinking about the fact that you and I met in 2002 and those demo discs came out well before that. Mm -hmm. I wonder if we ever crossed paths going into the Pizza Hut in Marysville. I'm sure we probably did. Isn't that crazy? Who knows? Or we may have seen each other at the Walmart. We may have seen each other at the trading center. Because it wasn't the Walmart Supercenter. It was just a regular old Walmart. Walmart, yeah. yeah. And and it had. Uh, the, do you remember Phillies, the restaurant? Yeah. Yes, yes. We used to go in there all the time. My grandma loved that place. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that plaza. They had Big Bear. They had Trading Zone. They Big had Bear Fashion Trade, Bug. Yeah, Fashion Bug. They had, did they have a great clips or was it? There was a haircut. Uh, Einstein's cut. Einstein. <laughs> the thing that I missed the most, and I think you know. Oh Lord. Big Bear. Big Bear. You man. remember Big Bear, dude? So real quick, a Big Bear, uh, quick Big Bear story. Um, 
there used to be one over, so it's a giant eagle now in Powell. Okay. You ever you know where the Culver's is? Yep. We've eaten, I know exactly where well, it's at. Well, we've eaten there for. Well, I go to Powell um, all the time. Shit too. Um, but anyways, I can remember my dad going in that Big Bear and asking him, "What's the hottest chicken wings you got?" And the guy behind the things like, "Here, these right here." Gives them, and me and my dad took them to my grandma's, and we ate them at my grandma's. And that was the first time I ever had hot, like super, super hot wings. And I remember having to drink milk and everything mm-hmm. like that. And like now I'm like, those wings would have been nothing for me. Like they were store bought hot chicken wings, but big bear wings, man, they, they were deadly. They, they were fucking hot. Like, obviously I, I, and that I, was like seven or eight when I ate those. I have never liked hot and spicy stuff. I still don't. But one of my memories for a big bear was going in there with my mom in Marysville, obviously. And, uh, they used to have these little Jello cutouts. Oh yeah, I that were packaged that. like kind of like lunch meat in a way yeah, or whatever, yeah. or like a steak. Dude, I used to love those. Things. Yes. She'd buy them for me. I'd eat them. I'd eat them all in the car before we got home. I dude. remember those. Yes, <laughs> man. Just just to think back, like, okay. Well, I mean, so going the opposite direction though, Delaware. Do you remember Bueller's? Who could forget Bueller's? I mean, we did have. Brad Arnold weighed on us there when we had dinner there one night. Dude, the fucking all-you-can-eat fish every Friday? Yep. Perfect. Remember, we went there a couple times together. Yeah. Um, for My dinner. mom used to be a waitress there. I think I remember that. In the yeah, late yeah, 80s, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I remember you telling yeah. me that, yeah. Um, and then they had the, like, you could rent video games and movies. That's and, where I first played Killer Instinct and Clay Fighter. Mm, yes. And I remember when they went out, like, they... Uh, rental place went out of business they were selling all their sega games and my parents bought me a shit ton of sega games super cheap but that's for i'll I'll share that when we talk about sega that's a good memory dude it is crazy what video games can take you back to 100 percent. it is it, it took us all the way back to big bear yeah, like Mary's we're old. sitting here talking about like, Big Bear and Bueller's. And I would give up that Walmart Supercenter a hundred times over just to have that feeling of what it used to be when we were younger. Yep. And just, I remember, like, just to tell you, like, how long ago, like, Big Bear kind of was, because Big Bear went out well before Walmart did. We went to Big Bear, me, my mom, and my sister went to Big Bear after seeing Titanic in the theaters one time. I'll never forget it. Nothing special about That's it. That's crazy. It's just a memory that I can still remember. That's crazy. So the guy, that, so speaking of that shopping center, not that anybody, there might be people listening to this that are like, what the fuck are they talking about? But the guy that owned Phillies owned, I don't know if he still owns it, but they owned Roosters forever in Marysville. And that's where Phillies was when it closed. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Okay. he made it a Roosters. Okay. So that restaurant that was in that plaza with Walmart, you said Phillies, right? Yeah. I think it wasn't Phillies when it finally closed down, though. No, no, no. They moved their Phillies over to where Roosters are. Right. And then when Roost- when Phillies closed, they became Roosters right, right, years right. and years later. Because my mom used to but go. But it was the same guy, though. My mom used to go there. To the where Roosters is right now, 
and get that. She had like that like turkey sandwich that she fucking loved there. Uh-huh. But Big Bear, not Big Bear, wow. But the Phillies was INC first choice or something. IC first choice, like restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, between, dude. Yeah, between Phillies and Roosters. Yeah. Please take me back. Yeah, right? Like, God, dude. So, okay, I'm sorry. Like, I'm going to go down this road. I'm, I'm not trying to, like, cut time or anything like that. But uh, another little Philly story for you. So, 2002, Ohio State's getting ready to play for a national championship against Miami. Or 2003, I guess. 2002 ready, season. Yes. Getting ready to play against Miami in a national championship. That Friday night, same shopping center that we're talking about. We go into Phillies for dinner. I got my Maurice Claret jersey on with the national championship patch, everything like that, ready for the game. Super stoked. You and me talked about it at school that day. Because they had like an assembly for Assembly, yeah. yes. And um, we go in there and we run into, it'd be my grandpa's nephew. And he's with his soon-to-be wife. Well, at the time, I was young enough to not realize that that was his girlfriend at the time. And I thought my grandpa's sister was his wife. Mm. I thought he was cheating on Opal. Opal? That was her name. My grandpa's sister's name was Opal. That's my fucking birthstone, dude. (laughs) (laughs) So my grandpa's sister, Opal, her son, Jeannie. I thought Jeannie was cheating on Opal with Shirley. I didn't realize that 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 was her son. And they were in Phillies together that night. (laughs) (laughs) That story won't mean shit to anybody but you That's a great story. You know, I mean, you've met Jeannie. That's a great story. But let me tell you something. You will never hear a girl named Opal. You will never hear a girl named Jeannie. Jeannie. <laughs> no, will never no Je- Jeannie was a man. Jeannie was a man? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you met Jeannie. Okay. But you'll never hear a name Jeannie again. No. And you'll never hear Shirley. <laughs> and don't call me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're shicky. <laughs> That's... Okay, okay, okay. Okay, before I get to my last paragraph about the PlayStation 1... Let's talk about a couple more games. Absolutely. That mean a lot to us. And go ahead and take the floor. All right. So the next game I have was a game that I played on an arcade system at Fuddruckers. Fucking NFL Blitz. NFL Blitz. Yes, sir. Yes. NFL, and to be exact, NFL Blitz 2000. Um, I had yes. that game for PlayStation 1. When I was a kid. Uh, With Mike Allstott on the uh, cover. When I, w- I thought that was game day. No. Was Mike Allstott really on the cover? A blitz, yeah. Wow. You dude. know, you want to know something funny? Jamie is a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. She is? Yeah, she always grew up as a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. She had a fucking Mike Allstott jersey. Dude was a beast. He was a fucking. He, he was, was like the, he was. He like, was Peyton Hillis. He was Peyton Hillis. Yes, Peyton Hillis. Exactly. Only difference was I think Allstott won a Super Bowl. Hey, Peyton Hillis deserved it, and I hope he pulls through. Yeah, a hundred percent. That was awesome. What he did. Yeah. Um, that is one game that I really feel like needs to be brought back. 
is the NFL Blitz. Dude, okay, so... With modern-day players and... Here's... I agree and disagree with you at the same time. Do I think Blitz needs to be brought back? 100%, please take my fucking money. Mm-hmm. Take 100%. my... I will open my wallet. If you if you came out and said, hey, we're going to make another Blitz game, it's going to be $100, I would pay it. Oh, 100%. Here's the thing, though. I don't want it to be NFL. Really? No. Why? Okay, it was fun in games when we were younger, the NFL. Tell me how cool it would be to have, like, an NFL blitz with, it's like, not, a bulked-up Joe Burrow. It's not. I'm telling you. Throwing okay. a touchdown to with, Jamar Chase and him gritty and across the field, and then it gets after tackled. After NFL, after the blitz game in, like, 2002 or whatever, they lost their rights to, I guess it was Midway, I think. Midway, yeah. I think right. Mid, Midway's defunct now. Like, the company is defunct. Defunct. The funk. The funk is on fire. Are you talking? I, I, I'm sorry. Are you high? Are you drunk? Not yet. Jesus. Yeah, you forgot the fucking bourbon. We couldn't drink no bourbon tonight. <laughs> but uh, they lost the license to NFL. So then they released NFL, or not NFL, but Blitz the League. Yep. And Blitz the League too. Mm-hmm. And to me... This took me out of reality and put me in a different universe where I, and these, I love fran- that too. these franchises are like new franchises. The stadiums are cool. The violence is cool. And they didn't have to like cower down to the NFL. I, yeah, I, like, I get that. And you can build okay. your own franchise. Here's man. my thing. I'd be okay with that. Like, I just want more like football games. Like, like okay. Different, so, different football games. Not, I, not just Madden. I agree. Okay, but if you was to build your franchise, you don't want them playing the Green Bay Packers and Cincinnati Bengals playing by the rules. That's kind of boring. Yeah. But you could take your like when I was playing my game, my team was the Columbus Werewolves. The Columbus Werewolves versus the New York the New York Nightmare okay, was the yeah. main game. That's how like Lawrence Taylor on it. Yeah. The New York Nightmare versus the Columbus Werewolves. It was so fucking cool, dude. Yeah. They had a storyline. They had just... If they made an NFL... Or not, if, if they made a Blitz, the League 3... Oh, I'd be right there I with you. would literally open my wallet, I, dude. I would open it... Open my wallet. I'd open it to, like, real, like the pro, or not reality. Uh, here's the thing. NFL will never put its name back on the Blitz if you want Blitz the way it was back then. Right. Like, if you want, like, NFL Blitz back when we played in the arcade, they're never going to put their name back on it. Because, first of all, first of all, um, EA owns the rights to the NFL. Yes, yeah. EA's not going to do that. Mm-hmm. They're thinking, well, we can put the only NFL game. Look how long it's th- taken them to get a fucking college game. I mean. blitz. The, you need to blitz the League 3. Yeah. And I'm right up I'm I hope right it, there. I hope it happens. Um. So you mentioned Blitz. Yeah. I'm going to mention, as before we take a break real quick, let's, let me mention one more game. Um, I am a huge fan, huge fan of this series. And this series has spanned Nintendo, 
PlayStation, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, PSP, PS Vita, whatever. Mm -hmm. Metal Gear Solid. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Solid Snake, Liquid Snake, Snake, Revolver Ocelot. You remember when we were in Vegas, you got the Metal Gear Solid drink at that arcade? Yes, at that arcade. It was the the Solid Snake. It was the Solid solid snake. Snake. Yeah. And uh, that's literally the only reason why I bought it. It was because it was the Solid Snake. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't a bad drink. I am a huge, and I know the story's complicated, but I am a huge Metal Gear Solid fan. Mm-hmm. I love them. I just recently, the past like two years, I played through one on the PS3. Yes. Because it came out on the PS1, but I played it on the digital store. Which the game, like Metal Gear Solid 1, like had no right being on the PlayStation 1. Right. It was way too advanced. It Had was no very right. advanced. Then Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. Sons of Liberty, yes. On the PS2. I, I remember that game. I remember playing that. My dad played it. He liked that game. And then Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Yep. Fantastic. Like, probably... I don't mean to say this early, because we still have time like you know, to research it's like that. But Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater might be the best PS2 game ever made. And we're not going to get into the discussion, though. Right. And that's just off the top of my head. But it's like you said, it's hard to beat. Um, I can think of a couple games that I, I might throw up there. But um, I just, I remember it. So my thing with like Metal Gear, it was like those quote unquote war games or like. Uh, assassin games or whatever you want to call them before like your Call of Duty. Right. And I always thought that was cool. Like I always enjoyed like kind of being like mercenaries or like uh, war or anything like that. Like undercover. Like I always enjoyed that. Um, Metal Gear Solid 4. Guns of the Patriots. Mm-hmm. The only Metal Gear Solid game I have not completed, because I played Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. The only Metal Gear Solid game... I don't game, think I've ever played that one. That was on the Vita, but they re-released it on like, the special edition for PlayStation 3. Okay. Uh, I did play and Peace Walker. I did not do Metal Gear Acid, and I did not do the Metal Gear Metal Gear 2 for the regular Nintendo. Okay. But... The only one I really, like, the main line I haven't finished is Metal Gear Solid Five, Just because, like, as much as I love Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, I kind of get bored with the open world games. I kind of miss, like, just straight linear games. Kind of like Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have some backtracking and stuff, but it wasn't, like, open world. Sure. Eventually, I will beat Metal Gear Solid Five. What I've played of Metal Gear Solid Five has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's just I, I gotta finish it. Finish it. Um. And okay. Before we get into our final stretch for, about the PlayStation, let's go ahead and take one more break. Perfect. All right, and we are back for the final time. Um. What I'm gonna do right here is I'm gonna finish off what I have written about mm-hmm. the PlayStation. And then we will talk a little bit more about their games. And then we need to introduce a new segment. New segment. And we also still have our One Bourbon, One Scotch, Two Beards. Beer Awards of 2022. Beer Award. Do you have that list? I do. Okay, good. Um, okay. So back to the PlayStation. 
some of the most well-known titles in franchise uh, franchises to come out of the original PlayStation library <laughs> are the Crash Bandicoot series, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy was originally a Nintendo series. I remember that and vaguely. It was after like Final Fantasy VI, they realized what the the CD-ROM could do, so that's when they jumped to like the PlayStation. Okay. Metal Gear Solid, Tekken. Here's a good one for you. Tomb Raider. That's in my honorable mention of games uh, yeah. that I love. Hell yeah. Here's another one for you. Resident Evil. That's also in my um, honorable mention that I remember playing. Command and Conquer. Dragon Quest. Gran Turismo. Oh, Here's yeah. one for you. Grand Theft Auto. Yep. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Persona. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. This next game I'm going to mention is a game that I have finally last year knocked off my bucket list. I played it on the PS3, the, the digital version of it, and I beat it, and I was very happy to do it. Silent Hill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only played the arcade version. There is no arcade version of Silent Hill. What am I thinking of? I don't know. There was like a game called like Silent Hill. That's House of the Dead. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. Of. Okay. And like, Dave and Buster's. And you shoot it, them. Boom, yeah, boom, it's boom, House boom, of the Dead. I would have been pissed off if I didn't know there was a Silent Hill arcade. I, I made it myself. Oh, okay. And Street Fighter. And Street Fighter. Sony also kicked off a new trend of yearly releases for a broad range of sports titles such as FIFA, NBA Live, Madden, Formula One, and others most of which were published by Electronic Arts. I'm really sad that you didn't bring up the game that I have left. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have finished what I have written about the PlayStation 1, so hopefully you learned something about it and seen how important of a system that it was. Now, there is a game that you just said that I have not mentioned. And I've played a lot of PlayStation 1 games. And I guarantee whatever game that you have written down, I have played. Oh, I know you have. Now, is this first released on the PlayStation? I, maybe. It better not be a fucking Road Rash game. Oh, I love, I have Road okay. Rash on there. I've seen that. I'm like, it better not be Road Rash. I, I like Road Rash, yeah. I um, enjoyed that game. Oh, let's see. Did you ever play that? Yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. that game. They they released a new version of Road Rash like a few years back for like $4. You can buy it. <laughs> um, I always liked it. You know, the loading screen as a young boy. You like look at it as skippy girls and clothes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, PlayStation game. Okay. It's not Tomb Raider. It's, it's actually, it's a series of games, but. Um, okay, does it. Is the character an animal? No. Okay, so it's not Gex or uh, no, Croc. No, 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 no. It's a human. Mm-hmm. And it's a series. Mm-hmm. And, okay, this will probably give it away. Okay. I think that this series of games has the best video game soundtrack in the history of video games. Tony Hawk 
Tony fucking Fucking Hawk. Tony Hawk. Yes. yes. Awesome, dude. Awesome. Yes. That's a it great also, choice. Also made the uh, old um, PlayStation demo from Pizza yep. Hut. Yeah. Yep. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. And Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 was my favorite out of the three. Um, but you just had control of the skater. You could play, like, different things. You could do multiplayer. Like, you could skate against each other. You could play, like, horse, but it was skate. Right. Uh, graffiti. Remember mm-hmm. graffiti? You had to, like, go and do a trick on the thing, and then it would turn a different color. And then what was so cool about Tony Hawk 2, I think it was the first time you could create your own skate course. So it was like, yeah, like you were a badass. Like you could be like a badass in the game. But could you do like a double, triple ollie on a, a vert going into like a um, grind or whatever, like on a post or whatever? Like you could make your own fucking course. Like you had your own skate park you could make. And I always thought that was cool. But that soundtrack, man, that influenced my like some of my music into my young adult years because like and my dad my dad again going back to talking about my dad he could always remember fucking the the wheels on the tony hawk's game and he'd be lights out gorilla radio yes because i remember as a kid when I, was a kid, do that. when I was a kid i used to think it was lights out you're on the radio <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, it had Jerry was a race car driver. <coughs> psycho bitches, psycho Ooh, bitches. bitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I obviously had uh, Superman by Goldfinger, Goldfinger, which is like that was the, the most well known. That's off Tony Hawk 1. Yes, and that was <coughs> the, the theme song for the Tony Hawk series. They uh, how, How'd that song go? So here I am. And, uh, Doing everything, everything I, I can. can. Yeah. Pretending I'm, I'm a Superman. Superman. Yep, yep. I forgot about that. Um, they they re-released, they remade and re-released um, Tony Hawk 1 and 2. Yep. Did you ever buy it and play it? I didn't. That surprised I me. I, I did, man, dude. Like, I like how you mentioned Tony Hawk because that, that was huge. The Tony Hawk series was massive. Mm-hmm. And... Growing up, I was a big fan of the X Games and shit like that. 100%. So, as much as I like skateboarding, I think I was more of a biker fan. Sure. Um, so, I loved Matt Hoffman's Matt Hoffman. Pro BMX. And I absolutely loved, and rest in peace, Dave Mira. Yeah. Pro yeah, BMX. Dave Mira, yeah. Dave Mira, I don't know if it was the first game or the second game, because the second game came out in PS2. But Dave Mira... The the game introduced me to early in the, the morning, morning, rising to the streets. streets. Yep, Sublime. light me up that cigarette, and I'll strap oh, shoes oh, on my feet. feet. <laughs> yes, man, dude, I miss that shit. Hey, Sublime with Rome is going to be uh, uh, co-headlining uh, Silent Temple. Are they really? Yes, sir. I didn't know they released the lineup. Yeah. On my birthday. Am I interested? Mm, maybe on Saturday. You'd go Saturday. Who? Kiss. Is the headliner? Who else? Uh, okay, we'll talk about this we'll after. We'll talk about it after. Okay, so... If 
if I can think back, like right now, I am currently playing Akuji the Heartless. Have you ever heard of that game? No, I have not. Okay. This was a very under the radar from like a voodoo game where this guy dies, like a tribal guy died, and he's trying to come back to hell to like save his woman or shit like that. I'm playing that right now for the place on the PlayStation 3 because I have the PS1 disc. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never beat it. It's another one of those games that I know very well, but as a young age, I never got through. Okay. Um, a couple other games I can think of, like Star Wars Demolition, mm-hmm. um, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, uh, Covert Ops Nuclear Dawn, where you're on the... It's kind of like an uh, Under Siege movie, mm-hmm. where you're like on a train the whole entire game, trying to like save like the ambassador or whatever. Sure. Um, Medal of Honor. Oh, I just not mentioned... I've remembered another game. I fucking love the Siphon Filter games. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember yeah, Siphon yeah, Filter? Yeah, yeah. That was another one that was on those demo discs. Demos, yep. It was Tony Hawk, Tomb Raider 2, Medieval, Metal Gear Solid, and there was a couple other. Was Croc on there? Croc, I think, was on one of them. I think. And I was. Maybe. You remember Armored Core? So I remember Spyro, like one of the Spyros was on there, too. But do you remember the game Armored Core? Mm hmm. Well. From Software came out after they did Elden Ring. You know, the ones that make the, like, super hard games? Yes. Um, Cyber Tiger. What? Cyber Tiger. Cyberpunk? Oh. Tiger Woods. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, From Software came out and said that they're making a new Armored Core. Oh, that's cool. So I'm kind of interested in that. Um, PlayStation 1 games. PlayStation 1 games. There's so many... Like, I mean, we could sit here and talk about games. Right, like, I got my PlayStation 1 on Christmas, I think, 1997. My mom bought it for me, and it's it's weird because my dad bought it for me the same exact year for Christmas. (laughs) Then he found out that my mom got it for me, and he decided to keep it himself. Which, as a kid, I didn't understand. I'm like, man, I want two. Mm -hmm. Now I understand, but, like... I remember Time Crisis. I remember the Die Hard trilogy. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, Fighting Force. Remember that? Legacy of Kane, Soul, Soul Reaver. Um, I, and I, of course, like, you know, I like sports. So I remember um, Game Breaker and Game Time or yep. whatever, Game Day or whatever. I think Game Day. It's game day, yeah. Yeah, and had Terrell Suggs on it. Or, well, not Ter- Terrell Suggs, uh, Davis. Yeah. Excuse me, I was 10 years ahead of myself. Yeah, man, like, I could talk about the PlayStation 1 all day. Like, if he was to set me down with an original PlayStation, just the memory card and everything with it, I could sit there and play old games. Okay. And drink and smoke cigars and just okay. fucking have a good time. So, to kind of wrap up the PlayStation 1 here, overall... On a scale of one to ten, games and console, what would you rate the? Okay, so let's break it down real quick. How would you rate the console itself? Now you got to stop and think. This console came out originally in nineteen ninety four. At the time, state of the art, obviously, disc, but better than Sega Saturn. Yeah. 
Better than Genesis. More inventive than Sega Saturn. Obviously better than Sega Genesis. Obviously better than 64. 100%. The controller, not great off the bat. They introduced the DualShock controller a few years later after it came out. I remember like Ape Escape. Yeah. The analog controllers. Um, The console itself, and this is nostalgia, like speaking, but has a very special place in my heart. Sure. I would give like the console itself probably taking its time. Like it came out what it had, like what it had to work with. I, I, you can't argue with a 10 out of 10. You can't like, I, I can't, I was thinking uh eight and a half. Okay. That's fair. Just with like, you know, having to use a memory card and like the controllers, but yeah. But I mean, you got to put yourself back then though. But back then it was top of the line. Right. So yeah, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with an eight and a half. If I, it wasn't perfect, there's some things that you could pick and choose. So I guess I can lower it to a nine point five. Okay. Now when it comes to the game selection, a ten. A ten out of ten. A ten out of ten. Like this is back when game developers weren't like your massive, unstoppable AAA video game makers that have to have the perfect video game every single time. Sure. People were throwing out ideas left and right. Is this a good game? I don't know. Let's try it. Let's try it and see what happens. That's why you have Akuji the Heartless. That's why you have Blasto. You remember Blasto? Mm -hmm. Fucking Phil Hartman voiced him. Yeah. That's why you have Emperor's New Groove, Small Soldiers, Rayman, Gex. You know, Croc. That's why you mm-hmm. have these games because people just said, "Okay, let's just do it." The little soldiers, the small soldiers, sold, uh, small not small soldiers, uh, army men, army men. Yes, yeah. yeah. And that's the same with Crash Bandicoot and Spyro. Uh, one of my so honorable mention on there was uh, the Hot Wheels. I wasn't a fan, dad, but I, I get it. Me and my dad loved that because it was multiplayer and you could race each other. And then like the wrestling games, like you had WCW Thunder. And you could like click on the thing and do like a. First of all, on. first of all, you uncultured swine. It was Nitro then Thunder. Right. No, I'm just saying. I was just. I, I like Thunder better than I like Nitro. I did too. Uh, and then, but that being said, WWF Attitude was the game. Okay. When it comes to PlayStation wrestling games, man, I don't know why I'm putting up with your shit right now. Backstage assault. No. WCW Mayhem, take it out. Those games were garbage. They were garbage. WWF Attitude, come on. It's garbage. Take it out. I remember. Warzone? Are you going to say No, Warzone? no, no. Hold on. Hold on. In your house. I remember begging my mom when Attitude came out. She was taking a nap, and I remember waking her up and begging her. I said, Mom, I called Kmart. Didn't I just say Attitude? Yeah, attitude. Okay. Attitude. And I was calling my mom, please, let's go get this game. Like, I don't want to go get this game. You know, yada, yada, yada. I talked her into it. She wasn't happy, but I managed to go get attitude at Kmart. I want to go get this game, you peckerhead. That's my grandma. Oh. Not the greatest game. Because the same engine that they used on that, they used on ECW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anarchy rolls. Um,. I have a lot of memories with WWF Warzone. Mm-hmm. A lot of fucking memories. But no, it's not WWF Warzone. The best wrestling game ever made 
for the PlayStation 1 was WWF SmackDown. Oh, yeah. And yeah, SmackDown man. 2, Know yeah, Your Role. Know Your Role. Those were the best game, wrestling games yeah, ever made for the PlayStation. You're 100% right. Um, as much as I love the SmackDown games, and I did, I, I loved them so much, I do think the N64 had the PlayStation beat on wrestling games. Mm-hmm. I but agree. we don't have to get into that. We'll get into that on our N64 episode. Exactly. Which will probably, I don't know when that will be. Right. But it'll be this year. Sure. Um, let's see. Like, the controller, the controller hasn't changed. Okay. So the controller from one to two to three really didn't change a whole, whole lot with the analog sticks. It's from three to four and four to five where the controller changed a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's only ever gotten better. A hundred percent. Um, and we'll touch on all that shit when we get to two, three, four, and five. Is the PlayStation one my favorite video game console of all time? No. And I'm not going to say what it is because when we get to that system, I will say it. A hundred percent. And I, I agree. It's not my favorite of all time. But it absolutely stands the test of time. I still love going back and just being blown away at some of these games that came out 25 years ago. Like, I can't believe they're doing, like, how they pulled this off 25 years ago? Right. You know? Agreed. I love the PlayStation 1. It's one of the best systems ever made. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just... Some of the best games ever And made. I completely understand why the Sony PlayStation 2 was literally the most sought-after game system of all time. Mm-hmm. What about you? No, I completely agree with you. And, like, the games... You can't beat the games. Like they weren't the afraid games, to have their ideas out there. There were so many different games to play. And then it only like Sony and the PlayStation Empire, they've done it right all the way through. And um, super happy to talk about the PlayStation 1, talk about the games, and share memories and stuff like that. Um, can't wait to do two, three, and four, and five over the course of the next year and everything. And well, so, like, I know, series. I know and, you and I were texting and stuff. I don't know how we're going to do it yet. Like, I don't know if we were going to do PlayStation, then PlayStation 2, then PlayStation 3, and then so on. Mm-hmm. Or PlayStation 1, then 64, Super Nintendo, sure. or whatever. The problem is, like, Genesis and Super Nintendo is about as far as I can go back, like, extensive knowledge wise like playing as right. a kid yeah I agree so um with that being said I think we were we're done with the PlayStation 1 yeah um if you've never played it or if you have that itch to go back and play it literally just do it yeah like I've had bad days like bad days at work and stuff like that I'll come home and I go play a PlayStation 1 game and it literally takes me back to a simpler time. It makes me feel so good. It's, yeah. It's fun to just dig out those old games and play them. With that being said, we have a new segment that we are going to introduce for the rest of this year. And this is something that Megan's sister, Lauren, bitch, uh, got me for Christmas. It is a family conversation pack. And what it oh. is, is it's random cards. Conversation. I thought it was a like conservation. <laughs> 
conversation back and so a random card that's going to pull out a question or a topic and we're going to discuss it for a few seconds before we get into our beer review every episode all right and ryan is going to have the honors of pulling out the first one first one we got right here without looking without looking we got point it at me nope hold up it's tight what are you playing with yourself no it's not that tight it's that little it's that little all right point at me Okay, first question. Do you ever feel guilty? Do you ever feel guilty? Yes, I do feel guilty. 100%. I feel guilty quite a bit about things. I, I agree. Um, I'm not going to go into details what it's about I'm guilty about, but sometimes I think I'm harder on myself than I should be. Sometimes I think that I wouldn't feel guilty if I'd put more effort in certain situations. And sometimes I kind of just push that guilt out of, out of mine. I sure. do. And I, yeah. I've gotten very good at that. I think that, you know, it's easy to feel guilty on things. I think that I definitely feel guilty on certain aspects of, um, of life and um, different situations. Like you said, I'm not going to go into 100% what those are, but um, I think it's easy to, to hold yourself accountable. And sometimes it's hard to hold yourself accountable, but if you do, like you won't feel as guilty. But there's certain things that's just hard not to hold yourself accountable for. And, it, and, and then you sit back and you're like, ah. You start feeling guilty about it, I guess. Okay. I understand that. You want to go ahead and do our beer review? Yes. Do you want to do the beer review first, or do you want to do our award show first? This is the award show. Okay. Okay. Our 2022 One Bourbon, One Scotch, Two Beards Beer Awards. Number 12. Did you hear that? Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) You're good. Number 12. Our lowest rated beer was the Black Cherry Bourbon Barrel no more. by Wild Wild Ohio Brewing, and no it got a 1.75 out of 5. No more. Number 11. Hold on. Let me take a guess. The Halloween ones. Our Trick or Treat Beer by Urban Artifact. But it was so fun. It was 2.25. Okay. Number 10. Our Dirty Bastard by Founders. Okay. It was a 2.5. Number nine. (sighs) Coors Light by Miller and Coors. That's our first one. Which was a 3.25 rating. Number eight. Under the Mango Tree by Taft's Brewing. Which was 3.25. Number seven. Dead Guy Ale by Rogue Brewing Company. It was a 3.5. And then I rated them. If they tied, I rated them by when we had them on the show. Okay. Number six, Parrot Party by Land Grant Brewing. was a 3.5. Number five, A Light Midwestern Lager by 614 Brewing. Three and a half. I remember that one. Number four, Soggy Crumbs 
by Dayton Brewing Company. That was our last one of the year. It was a 3.5 out of 5. Number three, Snake Oil by Homestead Brewing Company. 3.75. Number two, Insane Wanderer by Columbus Brewing Company. 4.25. Number one, Mexican Lager with Lime by Great Lakes Brewing, a 4.25. The only reason it beat out the Insane Wanderer was because it was on first. Our can of the year, the can that we liked the most this year, was Insane Wanderer by Columbus Brewing Company. It was the black and purple and had the Kraken on it. The Kraken, that was a really cool can. Yes. Um... My vote is for it's a some simplistic like simplistic can. I think I might go snake oil. That was your favorite. I think it. It it was a three point seven five. It was number three. We rated the um, insane wonder and the Mexican lager with lime. Uh, I'm having trouble remembering though. The Mexican lager with lime was uh, the first one at a 4.25. Well, if, and then if the, Insane Wonder the was 4.25. If we rated that and that's our aggregated rating, that's our beer of the year. Yeah. So those two tied. So, and I do remember a little bit of a difference between those. And I think your number one, like you have on there, is probably my number one. Yeah. So there you go. Number one beer of the year that we had was. Mexican lime with log or Mexican Mexican lager with lime by Great Lakes Brewing, Ohio Company. Yep, and it was tied with uh, Columbus Brewing Company and Saint Wanderer, but we had the um, Mexican lager with lime first, so that's why it was number one. Now, let's but our can of the year was Insane Wanderer. Understandably. Now let's go ahead and get to. Our first beer review of 2023. Okay? Yes, sir. And I'm looking at it right now. It is the Terror Bird Imperial India Pale Ale by Rheingeist Rheingeist Brewing. Brewery has 8.5 alcohol percent by volume. Um... You want to go first? You want me to go first? Go ahead. You're killing it. First of all, this can is badass. It's a cool can. It looks like 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 two different kinds of birds, like black and red and white. It's really almost buzzard. It's really embracing those colors, and like the middle, it almost looks like a like a stabbing knife or something. You know what I mean? That's a bird. Almost looks like a buzzard Holy, skull. Wait, yeah, you're right. I didn't notice that. That's a bird skull. Um, the can, uh, I gotta give the can a four out of five. Mm-hmm. Like this can is fucking cool. I like the colors. I think it looks really cool. Um, it smells good, and I think it tastes pretty good. Tastes great. Um, usually you finish your beer before I do. Mm-hmm. I finish mine before yours this time. Yes. I highly, highly, highly fucking enjoyed this beer. I did too. Um. This might be one of the best IPAs I've ever had. Terror Bird Imperial 
Indian Pale Ale. I give a 4.5 out of 5. I give it a 4. Which means the aggregate, like the... 8.5. No, it's 4.25. I was going to say, and then you divide it by 2, and it comes out to 4.25. Oh, yeah, good point. 4.25. Fantastic beer. Um, It was a great way to start the year. I completely agree. Um, I, I loved it. Okay, we are at the end of our episode, and... <laughs> You had to get that little beep in. I had to get the beep in. What did you say, you little mother (laughs) Um, We're at the end of our episode, and is there anything else you wanted to add? No, I'm I'm good, man. Do we know Um, what what next week's topic's about? Oh, yeah, real quick. Um, Hold on one second here. Oh, and hit hit him with our socials, too. Absolutely. One second. Our socials are at one bourbon one scotch two beards on Facebook, at two beards on Twitter, um, at two beards on Instagram. Now is that two with a number T-O-W. two? T O W. Okay. Silence. Okay, so <clears throat> our next two week episode will be on January twenty eighth. Okay, it's a Saturday. We're gonna come out here, and it's gonna be Royal Rumble two thousand twenty three. Now, are you watching it on this? We're TV gonna right watch here? it on the big TV out front. We're going to sit out there and watch it. Okay, and then we're going to come in and And record? then we'll come in and do a review. Now, this is your first WWE pay-per-view in how long? In years. So you realize I have no idea what the fuck's going on. Yes, and kind of I don't either at times. All right, that's our next episode. We're going to um, kind of do like a mo- – it's not really a, a watch-along, but it's going to be a uh, – we're going to watch it, it and then it, review it. It's kind of funny. Like we're both huge wrestling fans. But one's fallen from grace and one's still sticking with it. Yeah, but I'm not really like, I'm not a big WWE guy like I was. But I think this is a great way to like talk about it and like give good, honest opinions. 100%. Um, And that'll be our next episode. And until then, we will catch you guys later. And we very much appreciate you guys listening to us. Yes, sir. Adios. Later.